And we are live. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Geeking Cannabis. Here with me today, I have Cheryl and Danielle. And just to start the podcast off, I'm going to start with a little disclaimer. So although we are students at the Cleveland School of Cannabis and we do research our information, we still highly recommend looking up your own information. And we do our best to report factual information, but that does not mean that everything we say is accurate. And we do not recommend doing anything illegal. And we also don't recommend buying cannabis off of the black market at any age. We recommend waiting until you're legally able to consume cannabis, but remember it is still federally illegal. So hi, how are you both today? Thank you for joining me. Hello, hello, good. Thank you for having us. Hello, yes, thank you, I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm trying to pull up those questions right now, but what have you guys been up to? What's been the move in the cannabis industry? Oh, you know, we've, I've just been trying to get out of school, <laughs> having finals and you know, just learning about the laws and everything and just consuming uh, myself with cannabis, basically, you know, with everything cannabis. Yeah. So, but it's been a good journey. So how did you become involved with cannabis? Hmm. Uh, I was introduced to cannabis uh, about 26 years ago. Uh, I was 19 in cosmetology school going through a heartbreak. <laughs> okay. And so fast forward, fast forward to present. Um, I'm getting my education now at um, CSC. And now I'm about to get, um, you know, the education and my certificates there in cannabis. Okay. So what certificate are you getting? Um, right now, I will be getting my um, horticulture. Um, I'll be finished with that. It's my last week. And then in two weeks, I'll be going back for my, my hemp and CBD certificate and then my processing um, okay. certificate. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, they offer all these extra classes, but you can't take them. I mean, like even with the executive program, you take everything, but you still have so much more that you can be learning. So I think that's great that you're going back. Yes, yes. Thank you. Like I said, consuming myself with, you know, just learning about everything about the cannabis plant. Mm -hmm. And Danielle, how did you become involved with the cannabis industry or just involved with Ooh. cannabis? Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> let's say, basically, um, how old was I? Eighteen, maybe seventeen, probably. I guess maybe give or take. I started started selling it first, <laughs> and then got in trouble, and didn't smoke it at first. Tried to smoke it. Mm, it was cool then stopped and then basically it kind of like turned when I started jumping in edibles it was more like you know I wasn't much of a smoker because I couldn't stand everybody smokes with you know the the, the rellos and you know blunts and stuff I like papers so I stopped smoking because everybody around me was smoking either backwoods or something like that mm -hmm. I, I didn't like it so I was really big on edibles for a while. I was really big on edibles. Like I love me some. We took um, the cannabis edible class together. 
Yes. Hmm. We did. Oh, so then, you said what happened? No, I said I know that was fun. Yeah, it was. It, it, was. it was fun. It was fun. And then I got into smoking it once. So I just realized because I didn't go. I'm not gonna lie. The whole time I wasn't smoking, I was everybody's designated roller. Like I don't like smoking with the 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 backwoods and stuff. But everybody was like, "Here, roll," and I was the designated roller. <laughs> so that's literally how like my hands and feet got into it. It went from selling to edibles to designated roller, and then I went to smoking myself. Okay. So what exactly do you want to do in the cannabis industry? Because you started off with you're doing roles for people and now you're more into the edible side of it. So where exactly do you want your focus to be? Well, when I first started at CSC, it was kind of like I wanted to, uh, I was getting my hands in edibles and stuff, you know, edibles, topicals, you know, like, uh, body butter, bath bombs, bath salt, you know, how oil treatments for your hair, uh, lip balm, all that. I was, you know, getting into all of that, you know. And once I started, it was like, I wanted to have a cultivation and a dispensary of my own. But the now that I'm coming close to the end of my um, my schooling, I'm leaning towards more of of course, advocacy, but definitely attorney, uh, definitely legal work with cannabis, more or less. Like mm -hmm. that's where, that's my indigo. That's my indigo. Right now, though, I plan on putting my hands in every pot I can, just so I can learn everything I can before I go and be the legal route. That way I've got the background work and now I'm working on the legal work. What exactly pushed you in that direction? Man, Chris Nanny. Chris <laughs> Nanny. Yes, he's a great yeah, That class pulled out of all of my debating. All of my, oh, really? Well, hold up, wait a minute. I was ready, I was ready. <laughs> Chris Nanny definitely did it. And I am not gonna lie, definitely thankful for him because he definitely changed my look. Gave me a whole different look, I like, I understand cannabis for the medical aspect, but he gave me the different look of cannabis. Like I don't even look to the medical part anymore. I kind of am looking more at the legal, everything, the, everything that's behind it. Okay. So that's where I'm at now. And Cheryl, what about you? How do you want to be involved in the cannabis industry? I mean, you said you're going back for a couple different degrees. So what is your end goal? You know, uh, being in this industry, so many uh, avenues, especially after taking one class, it's like your direction is going. It's like, okay, I want to do this now. So basically, it's like I broke it up in um, like three, four sections. <laughs> so like I want to be in activism, um, you know, with the social equity and then hemp to replace plastic, you know, with the start your, uh, mm -hmm. start yourself, start up, yourself right. up right. Yes. <laughs> And so that's the activism part. And like mm -hmm. Danielle was saying, you know, with our law and policy class, how Chris, you know, brought it. And so that's what, um, you know, that's what got me onto that. And then your group. 
And um, the other part is the healing. I want to cultivate um, cannabis for humans and for pets. So I'm thinking of like infused vegan meals and having a pet line. And then also what art, you know, we have, me and my husband have our company. And so I want to, um, you know, intersect that, um, the art and cannabis. So with 3D printing, um, clothing and in shoes. And then I also want to get my lean certification and, um, uh, the lady in law and policy, she was going to start a program doing the application writing. And so mm -hmm. I'm interested in doing that. Um, so I'm going to look forward to doing that as well. So it's like different avenues. So it's just whatever, you know, the universe, um, you know, brings you towards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just going with the flow, you know, there. But it's a lot of avenues that I do want to get into. So it's not just one. It'll be multiple things. Okay. That's awesome. So how did you realize that cannabis was more of a medicine? Like, is that your route of it? And what really made you realize that? Um, well, you know, I always knew that it was um, medicinal. Like, you know, when I had my heartbreak, I realized, you know, I didn't feel that way anymore. And then I know, you know, being nausea, you know, smoke and it relieves that. But it wasn't until uh, me and my husband went trucking over the road where I studied other herbs and then where I realized, you know, it had the data to, you know, to confirm, you know, the medicinal properties of it. So it's about, yeah, when we went trucking about five years ago. That's and awesome. more, more going into the school. So. Okay. And Danielle, when did you realize that cannabis was medicine? You said you kind of switched your mindset on it now to focus more on the law and policy, but what was your initial grab? When it became legal. Okay. When it became not legal in California, not legal on the West Coast, but when it started becoming more legal, like, you know, when basically when everybody started recognizing it for its medical purposes, I like, like Cheryl said, out of sight, out, you know, away from nausea and, you know, mood adjustment. I, I knew about that. That's firsthand, you know, about that, you know, mood adjustment makes you feel, you know, however, you know, you're feeling one way, you're going to another. So I already knew that. But when it became legal, I I actually started paying attention that, you know, the medical properties for it. And other than that, I was just like, it's a great stress reliever. It's great stress medicine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you said you don't really smoke, but like, what is your favorite product product to use then for? Oh no! I, what I meant medicine? was I don't. What I meant was I I didn't smoke then. Now, okay. honey, I smoke. I my my but but I'll be honest with you. I'm not really big on um on um flour only because. I can't find one with high THC levels on the legal aspect, seeing how that my um, my my tolerance is very high. I have to have high THCA, so I have to smoke concentrates. So I'm more of a dabber. That works for me. And like I I love sativa. I love sativa. When I dab sativa, I feel better. I feel, I'm in this beautiful mood, beautiful smile. I'm just feeling great. And, you know, I'll dab, you know, you know, certain other, you know, 
uh, in other strands like uh, indica or whatever. Usually indica. I don't really bounce over to hybrid because I feel like it don't do much of anything for me. It don't really help me with much. But I'll jump to indica if I know that I'm having, I'm not sleeping at night and my other prescription, my narcotic medication or whatever the case may be, or my psych medication uh, isn't doing shit. I will definitely jump over to the concentrates because it's definitely stronger. And how some people get with, you know, taking a couple hits off of something that's 30% plus THC, I have to smoke two two uh, joints or whatever, just to, you know, feel my high mm-hmm. or actually feel, feel a change or know that something, you know, it's helping differently. I did that? No, it don't work for me. Right. Flower is just not my friend, but I That's smoke flower just to get by. Mm-hmm. That's interesting though, because you are the second person I've met that needs a high dose in order to really feel the effects of it. So you said you're more of an indica type of person. Do you know like the terpene specific that you look for? More of sativa. Okay. But I ain't gonna lie, I look for marcine a lot. Okay. Because for my reason, marcine, when it's high in marcine, it definitely makes me feel You know, you see this little smile, I'm feeling all good. I might want to just glide across the floor real quick. (laughs) 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 But that is one of the main ones I look for. So Cheryl, what is your strain of flavor or favorite? Well, you know what? I'm I'm liking the um I just got um Kale's orange soda um fuck okay. I release. And so like Danielle was saying, um the the mercine, um, yeah, I like that. Um, because it said it, it helps synergize um the actions of the uh, you know other terpenes and you know cannabinoids. And it's it's although it's um uh, in a sativa, it has gentle sedative effects. But I guess the uh, what, what's also in there is um, limonene, and that's a mood buster. Uh, 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 mood, yeah, booster. Sorry. No, <laughs> mood you're booster. fine. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I had noticed that uh, you know when taking that, like all of the um, terpenes that's in there, it's all about anxiety and the depression. And I noticed when I um, when I had smoked that, vaporized that, um, yeah, it you know um, lift up my mood. I was more relaxed, you know, uh, even having a, something that made me mad. I had an appointment and and I, they messed up my appointment, but I don't know. It just had me relaxed. It helped me compartmentalize my thoughts, you know, where, because, um, you know, I can be all over, you know, and that's one reason why, you know, smoke for the anxiety and everything and to calm my brain, you know, so mercing and um, pining, limoning, uh, what else is in there? Carol. What's the carophylline? Is that is carophylline? Yeah, carophylline. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So all of those in there, yeah, I like those terpenes, but yeah, like but the mercine and the limonene. So 
That's interesting. I'm more of like a lemonine, thymine, and linalool type of girl. So it's awesome to hear the mycerine also getting some flavor behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so like a lot of people are not still about cannabis, you know, like they don't, when you talk about it, they're like, oh my God, you go to the Cleveland School of Cannabis. They're like, really? So like, how do you talk to them about it? Like someone that might be like closed-minded? Um, I don't. Um, <laughs> the last person I tried to talk to that was against it was my mom when she was going through chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't equipped, you know, with the knowledge, you know. Now, if someone is interested in learning about it and, you know, have questions, okay, yes, I, you know, I'll talk with them. But if someone is close-minded and just don't want to, you know, I'm not going to force anything, you know, on them. You have to be open-minded, you know, about mm-hmm. things. And sometimes, you know, if you talk to people that where they're not open-minded, it's not going to matter what you say to them. You know, they already have that you know, in their mind. So that's why I say I don't, because it's like veganism. You know, I don't talk to people about that unless they, you know, ask me or, you know, try not to go in deep with that because, you know, people just have their own views and I just respect that by not, you know, talking to them. Because I'm so passionate about it. And, you know, I know how I get when I'm passionate about things. So I just (laughs) leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. Well, Danielle, how do you bring up cannabis with people who aren't necessarily into it? Like, do you try and say like, okay, well, I understand your viewpoint, but also you've been lied to for years from the government trying to say that this plant's bad. Like she said, close by people, I don't waste my breath. Mm-mm. I don't waste my breath. Nope. But my daddy, he's not, he's not, he's not for cannabis anymore, so he'll go Danielle I don't know why you smoking that or I don't know look here I'm like fat guy how you gonna come down on me and you used to sell and smoke weed and how you gonna try to talk down on it and you don't know shit else about it I know more than you do so you can't know you can't do that until you learn more about it and you figure out why it's legal then you can't say nothing and I usually just throw it like that make him go search on his own other than that I'm kind of a, like, you're going to look. If I, if I tell you one thing, you don't believe me, then you're going to go look. Because I'm not about mm-hmm. to, I, look, I took you to the water. Mm-hmm. So you going to drink it or no? Oh, but I do have a way that I will be, um, like, to get over that, because for people that, um, I guess, is against it, but, you know, don't want nobody talking to them, you know, I'm going to have a group. If I have a Facebook group and, you know, I'm just going to be giving out, you know, the knowledge and stuff like that. Because a lot of people don't, they don't know, you know, about it. And it's a lot, before I came to school, I didn't know, you know, a lot, you know, that I thought I knew, you know, about it. So, but that's what I'm doing, trying to educate people. But I don't have to just go to those closed-minded people. They see it, you know. And then they can come and talk to me when they're more open-minded and would like to talk about it. Because I'll talk to you all day about it and give you all the information, but you have to be willing to accept, you know, the information. 
And I think that's where we are in a fortunate place at Start Yourself Upright is that although we're just starting, we're able to put correct information out there because we are all Cleveland School of Cannabis students. And the goal is to inform people. And like you're saying, like there are a lot of closed-minded people and it is really unfortunate right now, but as cannabis becomes federally legalized or at least decriminalized, then we will start to see a shift, I think, and more schools hopefully will open for cannabis and it'll become more of a knowledge and it's, it'll just be like growing another agriculture plant because honestly it should be. I mean, it's a medicine. That's what a lot of people use it for. I mean, like Danielle's saying, like there's so many different revenues to go into and same with you. Like there's so many options of like, what are we gonna do with this cannabis plant? Like it's literally a gold mine waiting to happen. And yeah. it's just interesting that so many people are still like so closed about it because it's like, it's not that bad. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. What it's going to take for people to not be closed minded or closed off about cannabis is for them to actually come into a situation where they actually need it for themselves. That's just what's going to change it. But everybody not going to be sick or going through some kind of something. So that's the problem. But literally it, unless they know somebody that went, that is dealing with it and have to, you know, have cannabis. That's the only way we going to change people's mind is if we have people that are close to those narrow-minded people venture off into a candidate. Mm -hmm. But there is people with closed-minded people. So it's possible. We just got to weed through the, the craziness. Yep. And even then, you know, it's hard just because you have your cannabis medication, right? And maybe you're scared to even apply for it because you're like, okay, it has such a bad negative connotation. Like maybe I'm going to become like a lazy pot smoker, you know? And oh yeah, it's just like, how do we push them to like really understand like, this is a medicine. This is just like taking ibuprofen. Like it's for your headaches. It's for your nausea. It's for making you feel better. Like it, it will help you. It'll help with your inflammation too. Like how do we push those people who are not willing to even try it to even trying it? Because if you give them the right amount, if you get them the right dose, I mean, I don't think they won't like it. You know, like if you don't like start low and slow, you start with 0.25 milligrams or five milligrams. You start off with topicals or uh, essentials. Start out like that. That's how you, that's how you, that is how you would, I feel like you would will somebody into understanding the other properties of cannabis. If you'd be like, hey, I bought you this gift it's a, a bath bomb or it's foot salt or something. Hey, give it a try. And then it's going to be like, that was really good. Where'd you get that from? Oh, my friend, it's, a, it's infused with cannabis. Now they, they hooked. Mm -hmm. So we really need somebody that's close to the narrow-minded people. That way they, that it's, they, they get fandangled. That's what you're going to have to be finessed. It's going to take a lot of finessing. Yeah, but minded people are really closed minded until you finesse them. Mm -hmm. So we got to work this world like a strip club. <laughs> Meaning? Meaning, you got to go ahead. If you got to go ahead and do extra work to pull that money out of that narrow minded mother, go ahead and pull that narrow minded motherfucking money out. That's all I'm saying. It's just like a strip club. You got to find a way to finesse them. Find a way to work it out. You gotta pay attention to your, your, your prospect and find that find that gray area. And me, I'm a I'm a great area tiptoe, or I will tiptoe around the gray area real quick until I find that open spot. 
So I think it takes it's gonna it takes a lot of fucking I hate to say it, but finesse. And it sounds like borderline manipulation, but it's not. You don't wanna you don't want to manipulate where they don't make up their own mind. But it has to be uh, I guess another way you do it, but I really think having people close to those narrow-minded people, I feel like that is the better way. That's what's gonna be my uh, that was gonna be my strategy. Um not the, the stripper way, but similar. <laughs> Basically, like, um, you know, if someone have pain and, oh, speaking of which, <clears throat> what I got from Green Harvest Health is uh, the CBD pain. Um, I put some on my wrist. And so, you know, I was trying it out and oh, it is wonderful. And so, like, People in my family, I was gonna, um, you know, like give samples to them, have them try it out to where they really have pain. And once, once they see, like, oh wow, this really works. So then I can go ahead and introduce other products, you know, but starting with CBD, you know, first, if they're not, you know, a smoker or whatever already. And so, yeah, that was gonna be one of my strategy for my, um, my husband's mom and, you know, his family too, and stuff to work through that. So yeah, that's a good strategy. Yeah. Because if you're able to like, I like the topical idea. I I didn't think of it like that. Like just starting them off with like literally the bare minimum of like this is a topical. It'll make your hands really soft or like getting a facial product that they're like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever used. Like this is cannabis. This is what it does. Like I wonder what else it does because they're like my right. Now we're wondering what else. Now we try to look and see what other properties cannabis got. But really, when they're in pain. Because if it can reduce their pain, because they're trying other things and it's not working. And so if they get this and they say, oh, this works, they're going to be hooked. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that don't want to do pills, no pain pills, because those motherfuckers make them feel even worse, even groggy or drowsy. You know, pain pills do all kinds of shit, make you feel all kinds of ways. And then if you have, are in pain and you cannabis can help and there's cannabis that's not going to make you feel drowsy you're going to be in pain and be able to be active yes and you don't have to take no you don't have to take cannabis you don't have to take no medicine just to take cannabis you know when you take a like i have to take pills just to take pills so then i'm over here with a pharmacy fucking full of fucking medication and a big ass box full of fucking weed which one you think i'm going to because i gotta take this pill just to take that pill and then i gotta take that pill to go ahead and help counteract this pill like no and those pills mess up your liver and you know it brings other symptoms other problems and it's like other toxins in your body that change now your urine your urine is a whole nother color or smell or something and now you got your pores or something like it changes all kinds of shit. Right, it's not getting to the root problem, and so yeah, cannabis. Yes. Yeah, wow. It's unfortunate that we have a opioid dem- a pap- epidemic going on in the United States right now. And what's even sadder is that cannabis can help with that. Yes. Yes. It's such a wonderful plant. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you really quick. What do you think about cannabis being a Schedule One drug and cocaine being a Schedule Two drug, which is considered safer, and tobacco and alcohol not being scheduled at all? 
I don't want to curse. I think there's some BS. <laughs> BS for real because it's, uh, how can you say that uh, cannabis don't have no medicinal value, you know, and then you have it with heroin and then cocaine is underneath. Like, I mean, you, you just said it. We have an opioid, you know, problem, you know, in the U.S. and with the heroin, the, you know, all the drugs, but what problems do you hear about cannabis? Only the ones that they made up back in 19, in the 1930s, you know, with all the reefer madness and all that stuff. See, that's what's wrong. They ingrained that in people's head. And that's why people have the stigma, you know, but if people, I, I think all people have to do is research. They just have to be educated. That's, that's all. Because if people see, you know, for the, the plan for what it really is and see that all of that was just, you know, a lie, basically, you know, then it, it, it their, their eyes will be open, you know, and their views will change. So, but that's the problem. They were being bamboozled this whole time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's um, that BS. It should not be on the, um, the Schedule 1 list. And a lot of people don't know that it is on the Schedule 1 list with Huron. A lot of people don't. So I know in my family and stuff, I... You know, when I was in my history class and law policy, you know, I was talking about that a lot. And, you know, I realized, yeah, they didn't even know that, you know. So it's like we have to get the information out here. But I think once people are educated, then things will start changing. So but I think a lot of people don't do the research on their own. So I think it's up to people like us that's going to the Cleveland School of Cannabis to go ahead and get this information out here you know, to them. Because then they'll ask questions and then they'll do their own research as they get more information from us. So, mm -hmm. you're right. You're definitely right. Oh, I have a plan. <laughs> Plans. <laughs> I'm going to get it out here. My goal and my plan is to hop behind the basic, basically the legality of everything with cannabis. I want to be able to jump back there and I could be like, look, coming from a legal aspect, this, 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 boom. That's what I, that's what, because I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the type of person that like, that likes it black and white, okay? It's this or it's that. It's yes or it's no. Mm -hmm. We don't want no gray areas. We don't need no pink areas. We just need black and white. Yes and no. Boy, girl, you know, real simple. Just <laughs> real simple. Down the middle, real simple. And that's and not that's the I don't I don't I don't do all the I just, I, that's, I'm just real that I'm that as a type person. But if I see a gray area, I'm gonna take advantage of the gray area. Yeah, and so, that's where we're in right now, and it's actually quite unfortunate. Yeah. So, I mean, even though like people are supposed to do their own research, not everybody does, you know. And even when they listen to us with knowledge, like they'll still push it off and say, "Okay, cool." you know something about cannabis yeah so it's like how do we get them to really pay attention i mean like they have to obviously try it themselves but like that's just going to be one of the challenges for the future you know is really the narrow-minded people that i mean not saying that they don't listen to science but maybe it's the type of people that don't necessarily listen you know like how do we get them to really open their eyes and to not be so narrow-minded i feel like um we won't get everybody 
you know, I believe once we put the information out there, you know, it will be some people that is closed minded, but once they get the information, then, you know, they will come forward. Not everyone, you know, so I don't know. I think the people that it gets to, you know, whoever gets to and gets it and come our way will get it. Whoever don't, don't, you know, I feel like, you know, it's, Sad to say, but it's their loss if they can't, you know, educate themselves on the plant and, you know, be able to take advantage of the medicinal properties of the plant. Because it's not just, it's not just smoking it. You know, you got food and clothing, fuel. It's so many, you know, uses of cannabis, you know, other than just smoking. You know, so, I don't know, once people get educated, the people they come, whoever don't, is it, it just be their loss. And eventually they may come around when everybody else, you know, you have some people that's just, oh, follow, they follow. You know, you got leaders, you got followers. You know, so I think maybe they will start following once everybody else is, you know, they see everybody else is doing it. What about so, you, Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like this. I, I'm like I do. I I am definitely strongly wanting to you know do the advocacy, right? But at the same time, I'm like not everybody like not everybody likes alcohol, so we're not going to be able to convince everybody so i'm okay with not being able to convince everybody my my goal is to convince the government oh yeah, uh, yeah. yes this is why it needs to be legal i'm not really i don't care to uh, to convince you know too many nations you know too many narrow-minded people you know regular civilians or whatever even though we are the ones that are going to also take play into whether it goes further or not but i think that there is enough cannabis. I think even though we definitely use more, I think we have enough people in the cannabis area advocating for the cannabis to get it pushed through and get it moved off that schedule one list because how, what, what, what medical properties does a man-made chemical has over ca cannabis? Like cocaine was, got added properties. I mean, it was from a plant, but you're right. It was made in a lab. Yeah, and then we, that's okay. We're going to snort it up, kill all the little uh, shits in the nose. Yeah, that's fine. But, you know, if we smoke, eh, it's not good. We turn into and killers, papers Or herbal blends with the cannabis, it's not good because I have an herbal blend right here that is, is good for your crown chakra and also helps uh, keep your the, the pathways in your lungs open because it has mugwort, okay? So how is that, where is those so negative properties are at? How is it, how is it, how is it on this schedule one list? I don't get it because it can definitely help. Cannabis also helps break that shit down So, I had to so, discuss that they say now about COVID and cannabis. So, 
Wait, what about COVID and cannabis? Um, oh no, you weren't in my um class with him. It did. Um, he gave is a research is a paper on how um cannabis um is helping with COVID. Um, yeah. So there's research studies saying Hold more weed. Yeah, yeah. How it helps with the bronchial, you know, the airways and stuff. That's um, I should have had that um here but it reduces the i forgot the name of it in the covid you know so to prevent for people getting into i believe it i mean cannabis it helps with um stopping your neurons from degrading even further so it would make sense if it is like kind of like an antibody and it goes into your body and it helps fight off covid just from the um, the parasites not being able to connect to your cells to hurt you So I think it's funny, though, how cannabis was deemed um, an essential business when COVID happened and we all went and we're like, OK, so we need to get our weed. We're going to die. <laughs> I think I think COVID was definitely COVID was definitely the uh, light on cannabis. Like it, mm -hmm. it basically shined more light on mental health and what cannabis can do for mental health. That's what I do. That's one thing that makes me happy that we did experience COVID because when lockdown happened and everything was closed but the dispensaries and grocery stores, we all needed cannabis to keep saying, right? There wasn't, there wasn't like, there wasn't any medical problems because of cannabis during COVID other than my CHS situation that they tried to say I had. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I definitely think COVID was definitely uh, shined a light on the cannabis. I think that was definitely a plus for us. Oh, Lily uh, did have something to say back from um, with the people. A lot of people believe in the government. So I believe once it do get um, legal federally and the government, you see in commercials on TV and everything, then I think that's where the closed-minded people is gonna come because they see, oh, well, government said it's okay, you know, and then see the commercials. And then I think that's gonna help more people come forward too, you know, mm -hmm. so. It's just about getting the majority, you know? And I mean, like Danielle was saying, we don't need everyone behind it, but we need most people and I definitely agree, Cheryl, that uh, when the government legalizes it, it's going to be a lot Everybody's easier. Everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to be pro-cannabis as soon as it's legal. You, 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 you got them about monkey see, monkey do's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> monkey you and monkey you. Sorry, I I'm in a positive mood today, as you can see. I had my vitamin awesome. D. Oh, well, I had my vitamin D from the the vitamin D came from outside. <laughs> I didn't get no other vitamin D, but it's okay. I gotta take my other medication over here that I don't want to take, and over I I don't want to take none of this shit. <laughs> but I'm about to take this one. Oh, I'll take it with you. <laughs> so I'm at the roll right now. Okay, well, when you're done, let me know and we'll light up for the show. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to touch back on the COVID thing because 
like we were mentioning earlier, like it really helps with anxiety and stress and depression. And I mean, that was a huge thing that happened with COVID is everyone got really depressed because they're like, oh my God, I can't go back to my normal life. I can't see anyone. And you're just terrified because- and people are be- people are definitely people. People, sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, you're but fine. You're right. you're right. People, people are, are people. people. Like they are people. People. Like you know, a lot of people have to interact with people just to feel better. Yeah. I'm more and, of a introvert. Yeah. <laughs> well. So, what was COVID like for you? Uh, it was normal uh, because. Like I was coming from, me and my husband coming, you know, from trucking. So we were five, six years, we were on the road, living on the road. And so it was like, it was just me and him and our dog. So when COVID, you know, happened, um, it was just still me, him and our dog, you know, then of course, you know, a daughter and, but it was, you know, we don't, we don't hang around a lot of people, um, you know, stick to ourselves, um, trying to, you know, starting our business and, just getting ourselves together so it really it was just normal for us because we're just you know being on the road and us being introverts and keeping to ourselves so it really wasn't a, a big change for us yeah that's really fortunate it was for a big you. change for me i know how it could be difficult for more you know for people that's you know outgoing and you know see a lot of people and you know but yeah i didn't have to experience that well, see, me personally, I go out, but I don't. So COVID didn't really change. It affected me because I had my kids 24-7. Like, they weren't going to school. And, like, not only am I dealing with my own depression and anxiety and stuff, and it's not because of COVID. Right. I'm dealing with that stuff. Now COVID has added to it because I've got the, I have my kids, but I'm forced to try to be a student while dealing with mental disorders and then school for kids and they all are different levels and they all are different. Like it, it took a, it took a, COVID took a lot, took a lot. But you're doing it, you're doing it and you here. Uh, in a good, what you say, you in a good mood today? I'm in a good mood so, today. So okay. you doing it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and it's all worth it in the end. Yep, it's all about the bounce back. And see, yeah. you met y'all young, you know, and I think that's what you too with me being older and young and with COVID happening too, you know, so... And I'm, I haven't been really like everybody's been so freaked out with COVID and stuff and everything else. And I haven't been that, I haven't been like that. I just kind of been like, okay, COVID. Yeah. It's the flu times 10. I, I wasn't, eh, I don't know if you look at, I don't know, just look at things, really pay because I think it, it was already here before they said it was here and I had it. you know so yeah I think we all had it you know we had it before they even you know it came I had it in November yeah I, had, I thought I was gonna die I told I had got on snapchat and was like if I die my daddy gets my kids because I felt that bad I felt that bad and I was down for about a week mm-hmm. and see so you didn't have a name with it 
when they came, didn't know what was wrong, but I was down. Yeah. So when they put the name with it and then, oh, everybody getting sick, then, you know, then it's getting into people's mental. So, but you just, that's what I'm saying. You got to slow down and think and really pay attention. It didn't bother me. Well, I mean, unfortunate, you know, things that happen to, you know, to people. I mean, it's serious, you know, but the way I thought about it and when it came, you know, just, it didn't make me depressed or, you know, anything, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So one of my family members had it. So you just got to take care of your body, mm-hmm. you know, so. That's what anything that's coming about. That's not the only thing you have to watch out for. But I lie. I did. I did go around saying, telling people like, you know, because this is true. Um, finger suckers, thumb suckers, and you know, people that suck their fingers have uh, stronger immune systems, right? Because really? they've been putting germs in their mouth for, you know, for the longest. I've been sucking my thumbs for thirty years. I've, I told people like COVID ain't gonna bother me man, none that much because I'm putting germs in my mouth all the time. I got the blood cells, the white blood cells to fight that shit off and everything. I have I have it in my system. My body knows germs and everything else. My body's familiar with it. So COVID not gonna affect me that bad. And that's I strongly feel that way because I will go to the grocery store, will touch shit and still pop my thumb in my mouth. So I should get COVID first. No, don't say that. <laughs> well, it sounded like you got I'm it in November. Saying. I know what you yeah, said. Yeah, I got it in November. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not too worried about it no more. I got it in November and I feel like, you know, if it comes again, my body gonna fight it off with no problem because I caught it already. So I, that's another thing too. You gotta, a lot of people may not catch it because they got the immune system for it. To fight it or not you know they might not die from it because they got the immune system to fight it, to fight it off mm-hmm. sorry i feel like if you get sick you just get sick so when you're talking to someone maybe not necessarily like with covid or just situations in general like how do you recommend cannabis as a medicine well let me see how i I normally be like, well, this worked for me, but my tolerance is higher. I normally just, you know, fill them in. Like, that's how I do it. Like, well, if you don't want to do this because, you know, pills is like this, then I'm telling you, like, weed works. Like, when I'm talking to regular people, I don't use cannabis. I don't use marijuana. Um, And that's because they don't look at it that way. They don't think of it that way. So I'm it's weed. So go ahead and go buy medicinal weed and, you know, it'll work. I'm telling you, it'll work. Or, you know, give it a shot. And you see what you, you know, you, you can go from there. You know, there's, you no, know, I let them know that there's stuff they can try. You ain't got to try, you know, you ain't got to smoke or nothing. You ain't got to go get no flour, you know, I let them know there's other stuff you can try. You ain't got to dab because I wouldn't suggest that to nobody that ain't got a high tolerance. Don't do it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I basically would just suggest it if they were having issues and like with my cousin, she has leukemia, right? Mm-hmm. And she has, she suffers from pain and depression and anxiety and everything else, right? 
And by her having leukemia, she has way more of a pharmacy than I got. She has a large, I have a, a mom and pop pharmacy. She has a Walgreens or CVS. You get it? Okay. So her pharmacy is all up there and stuff. And she wasn't smoking weed at first either. And she lives in Michigan, so it's completely legal. And I was like, we, we have some of our medications are similar that we take. And so I was like, well, shit, I don't take that no more. I take this for that. And she's like, you know, she's, that's how, you know, I would suggest it also. Like, that wasn't, that wasn't, yeah. See, all those side effects she was getting from that, I got the same thing. I pushed it to the side and moved over to that, and that works better for me. So you should get that a try because that ain't going to help. And that's just how I do it, too. Okay. Yeah, basically, um, you know, the same. My niece, uh, she has cancer. Um, you know, talked about getting her medical card, uh, made her some tea. Um, you know, she liked that. But also, I mean, you're just suggesting, like, people have their own life. They go do what they want to do. Um, like, I have another friend. He has seizures, um, epilepsy, and I know that's one of the qualifying conditions. And... Um, on social media, you know, he had an episode, and so I just suggest suggested that, and that he could be qualified to get his medical card, so he don't have to, you know, be going through that. Um, I don't think he took, you know, my offer on that. Uh, so it's basically you just gotta give the people the information, and they they will act upon it when they get ready. Mm -hmm. So that's that's all you can do is just give them the the information and see if they take it somewhere. Hopefully they will. If not, you know, it's nothing you really can do. What do you think is important to preserve about cannabis as it becomes more readily available to everyone, including the cannabis, the companies who distribute? I feel um, quality assurance. Uh, preserving that because I feel like once it gets legal <laughs> everywhere, you know, you're going to see, well, you've right. already heard of synthetic, you know, the K2 and all that stuff. But once it starts going, you know, worldwide, it's all about that quality insurance, keeping the, you know, the terpenes and all the good qualities of the plant, um, making sure that is intact, making sure that it's grown. Because it won't be quantity. Yeah, grown correctly because each method, you know, you can mess up, um, you know, mess up the plant um, where it's less potent, less, you know, medicinal. Uh, you want to grow the best quality, you know, plant. And with it being readily available to everyone, you know, a lot of people is going to be in it for the money and they're going to want it, you know, want it, you know, quick. So it's going to be less curing time. Half-ass job. Right. And so, you know, not putting a lot into it, you know, just to get the money, you know, so I don't know, want to get the people that has the passion for it and that's going to keep that quality assurance, you know, with the plant, you know, when it becomes, you know, ready available for everyone. And I think that's going to be a big problem. What do you think, Daniel? All right. Same with, I agree with her because it's definitely going to be, it needs, we need quality quality over in quantity because if we do quantity, it's going to be a lot of bullshit out here. It ain't go, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. But that's another reason why I feel like, you know, borderline, um, borderline government getting their hands into it is going to mess it up too. 
because then they're going to chemically enhance it somehow. I mean, so that that be that's my other concern too, is that the government are going to definitely put their hands in it and try to chemically enhance it or something else. And then that's where it's going to backfire. But I agree with Cheryl on the whole quantity, I mean, quality. I mean, you were saying yourself that they have made a synthetic for cannabis, which is like, okay, you'll sell the synthetic, but you're not actually going to sell cannabis. And, right. and it's not good. And the fact that they're going to, they might just reschedule cannabis instead of descheduling it completely. That leaves some concerns just because of big pharma becoming um, a big role play in the cannabis industry. Because I mean, they're just trying to pop out pills. You know, they don't care about what the quality is. They don't care if the plant really has those medicinal benefits and really preserves everything that we're aiming towards right now. They don't care about that. They just care about making a profit. And that is really what's terrifying about cannabis becoming legal is, yeah, it is a great thing. But when you think about it, is it really worth big pharma taking over? And no. <laughs> and it's not. That's the other, that is the, that's the other concern that raises with me. And I don't know how we would, how would it be legal without them doing it? Cause you, we know they're going to do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, just concerned that how come uh, the department of agriculture isn't a part of Ohio's medical marijuana program, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's mishaps and how things are being placed. Uh, it's not going to be placed uh, uh, appropriately, I believe. No. I think that cannabis should be uh, descheduled. And with this MORE Act that's being, that's being passed in Congress right now, I mean, it just went through the House. It has to go through the Senate and through the president still. But that's really exciting just because they have a baseline of what they want to be doing. And it's going to um, give back social equity and people who were wrongfully affected by the war on drugs. And it just leaves a lot of hope that, okay, so they're going to deschedule it. And then what happens next? And like you're just saying, Cheryl, I think there should be a direction of like, there should be this amount of companies who are behind it. So like the agriculture, and you should also have um, the FDA for edibles. And there needs to be a certain amount of regulations that is the baseline of making cannabis decriminalized that the government has. So then the states have to build off of that. So like, okay, we have all these different people that are gonna be a part of it. Who exactly is that? And that's gonna be like what we're defining in the future. And hopefully what they define before they pass the MORE Act is, it's not only social equity, but it's also making sure that these big capitalist companies are not just trying to make a profit and they're still growing it organically, or they're still trying to make sure that it is preserving the medicine part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. But you know, a lot of people <laughs> that's going to be in charge of making, um, you know, the big decisions is not going to have that mindset. A lot will, but it's sad that, it, you know, not. It's like I think we, we have to get, I think it's up to us to get the people uh, that's making those decisions, get them in that position. 
you know, and for those that do have that mindset, we need to get behind those people, you know, mm-hmm. make some stuff happen. Yep. And that's just advocating. That is getting everyone in the cannabis community together to really say, this more act, this is something that we want, but we don't want it to die. We want it to push forward. And the only way I think that cannabis is going to be legalized anytime soon is through this act. And if we let it die, they're not going to come up with another one in a long time, especially since we have the House and the Senate right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, that's a big step of having it. The House, right the house approved it, it, right? The House approved it, so we're waiting on the Senate, right? Yep. And then, I mean, if Joe Biden vetoes, vetoes it, then we're screwed. But that's just where he's been a prohibitionist for a long time that we're hoping that at the very least he decriminalizes it because all these states are making it at least decriminalized and medical and so it's like okay joe we see all the medical benefits do you can you open your eyes sleepy joe right well hopefully you know by having kamala there you know because she was she's for it um she actually made it so you know it's like up in the air, you know. I don't know. I think it's a good chance. I think we have a yeah. good chance. Do you have any other concerns with the medical for the cannabis industry in general? Um, just it going corporate. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people, okay, it's going corporate. The people that is getting the licenses, they have the money, but they don't have the education they're hiring people like us you know so it's like oh we're going to work for someone and we know more more about it than they do you know and sometimes that's going to get um you know misconstrued as far as um how that person will run how will run that business and they may not have that quality assurance in mind you know, it may be all about the money to them. You never know. You know, so, you know, the money, about the licenses, if we can get people, um, you know, that has the passion for it, you know, people that get the passion for it don't have the money, <laughs> you know, and it seems like the people that get the money for it don't have the passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just about getting the people with the passion and the money, you know, to, to do it. No, I think that'd be good, but <laughs> it's a lot of money to get in the industry. So. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So how do you think cannabis should be involved in the medical industry? And are there any medications that should be replaced? And I mean, Danielle, with your pharmacy over there, what is your opinion on this? Think I, I strongly think that cannabis should replace a lot of fucking pills. Like for real, I strongly feel like cannabis should replace a lot of pills, a lot. Cause I don't like the way I don't like the way these pills be making me feel. Cause if I forget to take them and stuff, then. Like I'm feeling lightheaded or something and everything else. And then I got to smoke, over smoke, just to try to counteract the damn lightheadedness I'm feeling and the other side effects I'm catching from me having to take pills. So I definitely strongly think that 
it needs to be done fast, replace the pills, at least most of them. Mm -hmm. I believe um, all doctors should be educated um, and then they then be able to prescribe it. Uh, I believe like new doctors is going into school, the curriculum should involve cannabis. And so they will learn, you know, learn how to, um, you know, prescribe it. They will know about the endocannabinoid system and how it will, um, you know, coincide with the illnesses and how it affects the body. Um, and then I think uh, any and all, you know, cannabis should replace any and all medications that it can replace effectively. Um, I know um, it helps treat, system, um, treat symptoms with cancer, uh, ADHD, anti-insomnia, anti-epileptic. Um, um, so those, those are just some that's proven, you know, already. And that's just some, you know, so it's already some that's being replaced with it. It just needs to be, you know, all over. And in the hospitals, not private, like you can easily prescribe, you know, uh, with Ohio's 10th and 2.83 instead of giving, you know, Motrin or Advil. So you can post or whatever, it'll take that headache away. If you nausea, you know, it's going to help your stomach. So it's like, I don't know why you prescribe anything else, you know, for someone to take for nausea and a headache. And that something else will cause other problems. When you got cannabis, that will solve that and won't give you other problems. Probably just the munchies, you know, to go mm -hmm. eat something. But you know, what's that gonna, you know, well, you gotta be careful what you eat, but you I know, know it does suppress your appetite too. Yeah, because yeah, I don't be hungry yeah. when I see Eva. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then it affects everybody's body, you know, differently. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where it should go, yeah, medically. Because it's medicinal. So why shouldn't it be in the hospitals, you know, in its form and, and in different forms? I don't I don't believe in all, you know, with like the solvents and stuff, but like just the natural form of cannabis. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any last words for anyone who is looking to join the cannabis industry or looking to be a part of it? What would you recommend for them? come to CSC, do it, get your education, like, just do it, you got to come and do it, like, once you get into it, you're going to get consumed, and you go see the different avenues that you can go, and it's just such a, a wonderful journey to be involved with the wonderful healing plants, you know, that you can use so many uses for, not just for smoking, you know, it has many uses. Not just to get high. Right. Because I got high. You know, replacing the plastics and, you know, it's not just about, you know, you, you can, um, the earth, you yeah. know, regenerating the, the soil, where the, how the soil is messed up and everything. It, it's just so much, you know, to learn. So I would just say somebody if interested, come get educated. Once you come get educated, then you go see what we're talking about. Come to CSC. Mine is, my final words is jump on it. It's early, it's fresh, it's new. We still are combing out the kinks. So I feel like now is the time for, if you want to get into it, now is the time to get into it because yeah, we are learning the minimum right now. And later down, later on down the road, they are gonna have to learn more. It's 
no longer going to be the minimum. It's going to be more education to it. So jump on it now while you can. So that way, even though you're in it early, you're learning as you go and you don't have to learn more when you jump on it later. Jump on it now. It's open. It's available. Take advantage because I'm trying to. So I think advantage needs to be taken. Uh, Y'all smoking the packs. Hold on. I'm doing my jail nails right now. Doing my nails. Trying to. <laughs> right here, I've got a Pax and I've got, um, it's called Mimosa in front of me. It's a hybrid. So I like Mimosa. I don't. You don't? No. What mimosa kind of is like you? a, Mimosa is categorized as a tier two considered to Ohio, but it's like 22%. This one says 24.27. And it has no CBD. But what kind of effects does it give you? Because I've been smoking this for every episode this week. And it's made me really relaxed and really helped me focus and just um, taking away my anxiety to just really have a long form much. conversation. Okay. Look, I had to smoke too much. So I can't even tell you. Because <laughs> I smoked it. And I'm like, I ain't really feeling it. I wasn't liking it too much. Yeah. Have, uh, again. But then again, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't freely go smoke on anything under twenty eight. Okay. Because I feel like that's a waste. That's a waste of my uh, breath I may need later on a different duty or on my deathbed. Why waste that time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Cheryl, what do you have? And go ahead and describe it for our people out there who may not be able to see it. Okay, this is, I get this from the botanist. It's a vape cartridge. It's an indica dosido. Okay. And it has uh, the terpenes as a humulene and terpenoline and linalool. <laughs> and this is more of a, this is like a relaxing um yeah i like the kale's um orange soda i think i like more of a, a sativa leaning more yeah because especially they have a lot you know the school work and all that stuff now so i'm leaning more towards sativa. the salty watermelon yeah and i just got this to, you know to try this out you know so sure don't really care about 43 no more. That's well, awesome. Any last okay, remarks so before we close the episode out? I was trying to suggest a brand, but I mean, Ohio don't really carry much of my favorite brands. Yeah, I've. but what I'm smoking on right here is medicinal. And it is, it is, and it is uh, called uh, dumb. Uh, what the fuck you call it? Uh, I can't read. Uh, Ninety-two cookies. Okay. Ninety-two okay. cookies. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it has the marcine, but it is it's high in limonene. Okay. But it wasn't that bad. I'll be honest with you. It's not that bad. 92 cookies is not too bad. 
it is a 29% THC. So definitely smoke. I smoke two of these. Oh, and it gets me a little high. Two of these gets me a little high. And in that high B, I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's a, even though it's a sativa, it's a pretty decent, um, it's a decent mood boosting high. And it really is like, you know, it, it definitely, you get a little bit of energized and, you know, a little bit, it's a little bit because you don't get too much energy, but you get enough where you're in a good mood and it's, that's where it works for me. Yep. So what would you recommend? And I got the same thing over here. Like when you want to do light work. I can honestly say uh, 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 someone with a high tolerance or semi-high tolerance can smoke this and that. And I'm not saying to do this, okay? I'm not saying to do this, but they can smoke this and uh, in, in, in work a forklift. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, no, we I don't all the corny know. jokes, okay? No, no. <laughs> Disclaimer, don't try that. <laughs> don't try this at home. <laughs> don't try it at work. Oh yeah, at work. <laughs> or if you're driving a vehicle, be careful. It is illegal. Just so you tread know. Tread lightly to yes. dri uh, driving under the influence. Tread lightly. No illegal activity. <laughs> and with you that, under we'll your own a, a door or whatever you call it. Under your own discretion. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't and even say that. <laughs> we'll close this episode. Thank you so much, Danielle and Cheryl, for joining us today on Geeking Cannabis. I will see you both in our Start Yourself Up group just after this. Thank you all for joining. We'll catch you on next week's episodes. Thank Peace. you. Yes. Catch you next week.